what are you gonna do though when you realize that uh, I'm not as good as I thought I was? Welcome to the Laydown Podcast, the podcast for songwriters, performers, and producers who are committed to develop their craft. We're your hosts. Across from me sits Benjamin, your green hoodie wearing, nitpicking man of the forest. He likes picking blueberries as much as picking nits. Oh well, thank you, Ethan. That was uh, that was mm. nice of you to introduce my nits. Tasteful. Uh, across from me. Across the pond, over in uh, in uh, Manchester hair, which mm-hmm. is a fitting city name for a man full of chest hair. So much. Sits Ethan, your facial hair donning, Mexican food loving, sweaty adventure seeking scallywag, like mm. Chipotle to an extent that is slightly concerning, but we'll let him do his thing. Benjamin, what's today's theme? Uh, today's theme uh, is the value of realizing you suck. Uh, it's about the value of realizing you suck. So I love it. If you don't know you suck yet, uh, it's about time you do it. But before that... By the end of this podcast, you're going to know. Yeah. But before that, we're heading into the first segment. What's up? What's up? Okay, so I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Ethan, Benjamin, e- I'm, I'm Ethan, so curious. Are you? What are can you? Your question B. Ethan Th- Thompson. No, Ethan Thompson. That's me. What is up? Well, Benjamin, last week I was beginning to get sick. I wasn't quite there. There was a couple coughs snuck throughout the podcast, but uh, this week I'm full blown sick. Maybe you can tell. Full blown sick. It's evolved to something chesty. But there's a very valid reason for this. Are you curious? Uh, I am. All right, listen. I went to this this punk show on a Friday night. No, maybe Thursday. And I met these kids. I was trying to get in. They were sold out. When when, um, when you say kids, you mean like uh, like like twenty one year olds, twenty two year olds. Okay, <laughs> no, not, not children. You know, anyone's a kid if they're a kid at heart. Yeah. And these guys were definitely kids at okay, heart. Okay. Okay. They still lived with their parents and their working class heroes. They're kids at heart, all right? Pretty awesome. Um, so I met these two guys. I was trying to get free tickets because the show was sold out. And I found this guy just giving away free tickets on you, Facebook. You always get free tickets. That's a, a gift of mine. That is a gift of yours. I'll take it. It's not so bad. But so he had no profile picture. And he said he wanted to meet behind the venue <laughs> to, give a, to give me free tickets. Really? <laughs> And, and first, I was very, very concerned about this. That, yeah, you should. And I probably wasn't probably wasn't going to make it out. But turns out he really had free tickets. Really? <laughs> and he didn't stab me and my friend at all. You you went? So, yeah, of course I went. I, I figured have I had nothing really much to lose. All right, I have a lot to lose. You shouldn't be but, stabbed uh, in I the t- back alley in Manchester. Listen, I took people with me, and it wasn't as back of an alley as it could have been. But uh. I didn't even have a picture of him to to really judge if I was going to get stabbed or not. But it ended up working out. The kid's super nice. He uh, his friend dropped out of the gig, so he like drove from two hours away to come see this band called Pup. So we saw it, and then uh, he had another friend that met up with him there. 
and we were just talking. We're like, hey, what if this weekend we were talking because we hadn't seen that much of England yet, and we want to continue to see more while we're here for barber school. So like this weekend we should go to this place. It's called the Peak District, which is like where all these like kind of mountains slash big hills are. And so uh, we're like, all right, they didn't kill us behind the alley. That's pretty good. These guys might be trustworthy. And they were like, all right, we'll come pick you up on Saturday. Yeah. And we'll just go to the Peak District and climb a mountain or something. How? Like, that's like my lo- love language. Yeah. How far was that? Only like an hour and a half away. Yeah. Not far. Which is like a big chunk of the country for them, though. So it was a commitment. Yeah. Like their whole country like takes six hours to drive across. <laughs> my whole state takes like eight. Yeah. Um, but so we went to the Peak District. We were on top of this big hill. I can't even call it a mountain because I've seen Norway. But... It was still sentimental enough, and they didn't kill us. The, the whole time, no. I, I kind of was thinking they might. Yeah. Um, because they were like, the first thing they said we should do is go to like a place where no one goes, super far away from town. Um, and that's like the the number one thing your parents tell you not to do, go yeah. to strangers to, to faraway mountains. But, but sometimes you meet people that are genuinely just wanting to hang out and are a little out of well, the norms, and I like that. And this, this is one of those scenarios. Yeah. And uh, up there... It was super cold, and I didn't have a hat on, so it blew on my ears and on my chest, and now I'm sick because of it. Yeah. But I would say it's a ride well worth That's it. a good reason. At least it wasn't a, the an infection from a stab wound that made no, you that sick. No, that could have been the worst case scenario, <laughs> that, but that I would, would say have the been best worse. case scenario happened. And now you know. Benjamin? Yeah. There's one question that's just pulsating in my head right really? now that I, just just going around. What? I have to ask you it. Yeah? I can't hold back anymore. Really? You gonna marry me, Benjamin? It's that's for later. But my question now. Yeah. My question now is. Yeah. What's what is up? it? What? What's up? Oh, oh! I couldn't hear you the first time. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. What's up? Uh, so. Uh, as usual, I'm I'm not gonna have as good a story as you. I'm sorry, it's okay. but I'm in a kind of a convergence, as they call it. <laughs> you know, when you feel like uh, you've been uh, you've been working on a lot of stuff, you don't feel like things really go forward, and then suddenly, right. boom, everything you finish up everything. Uh, right. So I finished up stuff in my house. I finished up uh, different different things, different uh, job things. I've been working towards releasing. And uh, the best thing and the most relevant to this podcast today, like yesterday night, I got really inspired and I started (laughs) uh, and I started writing uh, on a song I've had in my mind for a long, long time. And then today I continued and I worked almost all day on this song and it's getting crazy. Uh, I know you listened to it and it's I uh, I just let my ADHD fly free as it's supposed to be. Let it shine. That's the way it's intended. <laughs> so I just threw on a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, I know I know some people aren't going to like it, but I think some people will love it. And uh, that's yeah. a little bit of what we're going to talk about in the theme of today, actually. Uh, it's going to sneak in a little bit of uh, that theme of, uh, of uh, being true to your, your style. Uh, anyway, uh, so that, that's kind of a good segue into the theme of today. Here we are at the theme of today, the mm. value of realizing you suck. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you are going to kick off this theme today, Ethan. So why don't you do it? 
That's what the people are saying, and the people is you. So uh, the theme of realizing, the value of realizing you suck. There was a moment, I remember, one of the first times I really tried to branch out and do anything uh, musically and put myself out there for the world to see. The first time that anyone saw Ethan Thompson do something musical. And I went back and watched this cover video I made of an Imagine Dragons song and uh, Free Fallen by Tom Petty in a basement of a church. <laughs> After it was on YouTube, I showed all my friends. I, I watched it like a year later, maybe not even. And I was like, dang, I suck so bad. <laughs> so bad. I was wearing like an Air Apostle hoodie with this, <laughs> this little black guitar I got for like a hundred bucks. And I thought I was so cool. But uh, singing off key in a church basement wearing Air Apostle hoodies... It turns out in 2019, it's not cool at all. And there's only one way you can go up from there. And I would hope that's up. Uh, I realized I sucked and that was okay. I think that that was essential in my journey of not sucking a little bit more after that. Benjamin, do you ever have a time where you realized you just absolutely sucked? Uh, yes, I did. In fact, actually, when I started playing piano, I started singing a lot more because just sitting yeah. uh, with a few simple chords uh, lays such a good foundation for singing. So I was sitting by the piano, singing and singing all day long. And one day I got a, I went to media school, so I, I took out a recorder. I, I borrowed a recorder from there. I threw it on top of the piano and I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear the truth of this now, how this really sounds. And I sang my heart out, played piano, and then I, then I plugged in my headset and listened off of the recorder. Mm -hmm. And I was severely disappointed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. That pains me. Uh, that was that was a sad a sad day, but it was also the start of my development of my singing voice. Yeah. So it was a good thing, even though it didn't feel like a good thing. Oh yeah. And uh, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, also, when when you said that about the YouTube uh, video. I'm mm -hmm. so glad I'm a little bit older than you, so it wasn't as natural for me to put things on, <laughs> on YouTube instantly, because I remember what, what I were doing in the very start, yeah. before I ever recorded anything. We were like, first of all, I learned Tears in Heaven on, on an <laughs> acoustic guitar. Uh, oh my god! That was also like a super cheap one, like uh, say $30 from a, from a... First act. From a, Thai, from a toy store. Yeah, yeah, and and I learned tears in heaven. First, I went to uh, the internet. I found tabs, and I tried to learn tabs by myself. Yeah. So I learned the song upside down. Uh, <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to get it sound like Eric Clapton. Yeah. and then suddenly I was like, but this is an E string, and that's an E string. Maybe I'm yeah. I'm looking at this upside down, and then I do like the iconic. Do do do, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it sounds like it now. And then a new level is happening. And then we went over to my friend's basement, and I was like, I know yeah. this song now. We got to start a band, and and yeah. and he he was gonna play drums, but we didn't have drums, so we went over <laughs> to his grandma's basement, and we pulled out a bunch of pots and pans and put them yeah. upside down in a half circle around him and then i remember this like blue plastic uh container that had this yeah. like really deep sub sound that that we used 
as well in the drum Rock kit. Rolls alive and well. Cymbals were the lids for the the pots, <laughs> and we just <laughs> smacked away. And I played Tears in Heaven. <laughs> you, you had your moment. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, so badly needed. Yeah, that was. We were probably. I shouldn't tell my age. Maybe no. I, I'm not gonna tell how old I was. I don't really know either. So you you, you were 21. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not true. But it could have been. This was last year. Yeah, this, this was last year. I developed very quickly from there then. So. I somehow, like I, I had this picture of myself in my head, like I said, when I was wearing those Aeropostale hoodies. And I, my friend, I found this guy who's like the same level, like novice at guitar as me and willing to work with me. And I was like, all right, bro, little does anyone know, because I, I, I never told anyone. I was like, I sing a little bit. And I only sang in the shower till this point, strictly. But I thought that I had skills that meant. And so we just came over one day, and I just belted out this song. I'd never belted before, and we just threw this thing up on YouTube. We thought we were going to be overnight sensations. Yeah. But uh, it was a pivotal moment in life. I wish I could go back to that level of confidence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever since I watched the videos, it shot down. I don't think it ever recovered, but it's been good either way. <laughs> yeah. It, there is something nice about the... the the guts you have when you're uh, you're younger yeah. you just go for it and you believe you're gonna you're gonna win i still i still believe we're gonna win though but i yeah. i also believe that there's a lot more work that goes into it but yeah. to make this thing move along a little bit uh you're gonna um, you're gonna talk about the head effect uh, you gave it away yes I what is the, what is the head effect a hypothesis perhaps yeah so basically i can sum this up Yes. Uh, whenever you're you're singing, you're talking out loud. The sound in your voice sounds different inside and outside your head. So, like inside your head, you might think you have the range of Beyonce. You're really belting out these notes, and you're you're crushing it. You think, but outside, you sound more like that screaming goat from those Taylor Swift memes a few years back ago. Yeah. Um, and this is an unfortunate thing, but it's a, a fact of life we have to live with. We'll call it the head effect. Yeah. For uh memory's sake it's like you ever see people on shows like the voice or like idol who come out they're real confident but they absolutely suck you know yeah there's always those people that the judges will really tear into they're setting it up for something great and then they just are tone deaf yeah here's the thing that probably would have saved them it's, if they it's ever heart-wrenching <laughs> it is it is and i, I really feel for them you know uh, but I still laugh. And you laugh and at them, okay. yeah. <laughs> and, and that's okay. Um, I laugh more than I feel for them. Yeah. But, but still, depending it's, it's on their the fault. on the mood of the day. Right, right. It's their fault that they probably hadn't heard their voice recorded ever before. That's yeah. the thing. Because if you if you really had heard yourself recorded even once, and you get past the head effect, you're gonna know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so that's the head or, or else you're so tone deaf that you uh, don't. Um, yeah, it's one of those two things, and there's not yeah. really much we can we can do for that. No, one. if you're tone deaf, listen to this podcast. You can probably press pause and uh, have a good day. Or, or you you want to grow in some other area. <laughs> I love that, Benjamin. Like you, you can you're always learn to click. The dust. <laughs> you can always click the right keys on the keyboard, even if you're tone deaf. Amen. But but I w- I want to add a little thing to that <laughs> when it comes to guitar playing. It's actually yeah. uh, a lot of the same, uh, even though you are connected to an amp and you hear yourself playing real time out of the amp. Right. Uh, there's still that, like 
that feeling you have inside of you that you hear something inside of your your head yeah. that you want to play and what you hear from the amp is kind of mixing together with the idea you have inside of you and then what you hear isn't really true even mm-hmm. when you play live because uh, the passion kind of uh, beautifies what you're playing right uh, but recording it first then stopping and just listening to it purely without moving your arms you know without pushing out those notes that right. really tells you the truth yeah no it's the craziest thing like i remember playing shows and having people take uh like videos of them and watching them afterwards and i thought in the moment it was so good like i was given all my passion you know i was like this is the the best we've ever sounded playing live together and you go back and watch the video you're like dang did it really sound that weird yeah it's so hard to get yeah i've, past, I've had like, s- the reality how things are the re- i've had the same sound. experience really i i remember two different concerts uh, we did my with my band back in norway uh yeah. One where I felt like, whoa, this is the best ever. And right. one where I felt like a little bit stiff. I had actually been headbanging so much the night before that my neck was completely stiff. Rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I remember being really stiff playing it, but also very concentrated to do everything yeah. right. Uh, and listening to those two, I know which one I enjoyed the most. And that was the one that sounded the worst. Because there was so yeah. much passion. And I think people enjoyed listening to it. But the other one was technically much better. Right. Uh, and, and felt better to listen to. Even though I felt a little more tense uh, delivering yeah. that performance. It's a tricky thing. Yeah. The head effect, the reality effect. So uh, what, what are you going to do though? When you uh, realize that uh, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Well... There's two options, I suppose. Option one is you wallow and you never get better. And then you go perform on The Voice. <laughs> Other option <laughs> is you can... <laughs> All right, that was harsh. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I was laughing with coffee in my mouth right now. Perfect. The other option is you can begin to obviously get up and you can start to find what works for you. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the reality is that we're not all going to sound like Jay Bieber, Justin Bieber, or Beyonce, or whoever, and that's completely all right. That is, you, you're definitely you a lot of problems. You are definitely never going to sound like Beyonce. Never. No. Who does? You're you're a man. <laughs> I try. First of all, you try to be a man. <laughs> Yeah, I, tried I, I think you're managing this, that this pretty good, pretty darn good. <laughs> Fair enough, but hey, um, that's okay. You got the thing you got to do is you got to find your own niche. You got to make your voice work for you and yeah. own what you got. Yes, that's the thing that's gonna gonna start to make your life so much easier. Don't try to sound like people that you can't possibly belt like because they were given lungs of steel. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just down to being practical completely. Obviously, your skills can improve over time. Yeah. But you also have to accept what type of voice you have from the default. Yeah. It's much more fun if you just like, if you know four chords, you play them four chords good. And then you, uh, you sing your t- few tones you have, but actually you feel like you're getting a result. Like this right. actually sounded uh, production worthy, even though it's a very simple song. That's fine. That's much better than trying to stretch too much at the same time. 
and never yeah. feeling happy about what you're delivering. 100%. 100%. Some of my favorite bands have like singers that are not great at all in a conventional way and it works for them completely. Yeah. Um, you just have to love them for what they are and they don't try to be something they're not. If you can't belt like Katy Perry, it's good to know what you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you don't have to pretend to be something you're not. You have to just continue to grow what you have and work with it. Yeah. And it will work for you if you own it. Yeah. But uh, the the point is be a great four chord player yeah. instead of being a half decent six chord player, you know? Yeah. Do what you do now really well. And that's not uh, opposed to actually developing uh, and growing. Because when you're good at what you do now, you're going to get inspired to do more and get better at what you do. And then you're going to record yourself a little while from now and you're going to hear progress and you're going to get real happy. Yeah. I would say just keep just keep grinding, keep recording yourself no matter how painful it is. Yes. And so you can comp- can completely hit the melody of a song that you're singing or you start to get the harmonies on point and you just continue yeah. to to find little little scratches in your voice, the little imperfections of your voice that you can correct when you've heard them so many times and you know what you have to do. Yeah. You have to start from square one and it's going to be painful, but eventually it won't be painful as much. Yes, It'll always be definitely. painful to listen to your own voice. You, you, will, you will reach a level where you kind of uh, uh, like your own voice. You get used right. to your own voice. You, you, you know not to stretch too much. And you, I've really gone from a place where I didn't like to hear my own voice or recordings. Now, maybe somebody who's way better than me here. Uh, when I sing out of key or whatever a little bit, but I yeah. I am at the level where I think I sound good enough for myself, and and yeah, uh, and you you can do that in a, in a little while as well if you just keep listening to yourself and keep keep trying to find that tone. Yeah, listening to yourself mm-hmm. real time is also really good. Oh, yeah. If you can uh, connect the mic to a sound card, put on a headset. Uh, play some chords or, or or sing over a track so you hear yourself real time because it sounds different in the monitor than it does inside of your head. Yeah. Anyway, Most definitely. I remember whenever we we started recording the song I just released in October, Makeshift Home, and it was a key, not a key, a range that like I had never really sung, and it was super low for me. Yeah. Because I usually. I belt with passion. I'm more on that side, not like belting traditionally and kind of just get stuff out <laughs> and uh, little yelps, if you will. <laughs> um, and I love it. I have a blast doing it. I accept the way it sounds. And so we just keep rolling with it. Um, and I enjoy it. But then on that song, it was it was more of a like spoken out, really low range for me. In the first like five, six months, I hated it. But then each time I listened to it, I started to like it a little bit more. And I knew that even though it wasn't my my thing that I was used to, it was still all right. And we just continued to to get better at recording. Oh, maybe I could fit a breath in here instead. Yeah. And it would make it sound a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. That was really good just to continually listen to it for months and months until I was like, okay, you know, this is good. This yeah. works. Uh, and uh, on on that point, that that's makes a great segue into my little section, ne- okay. next little section, because uh, at that song, I was uh, I was pointing out a couple of places where you were kind of out of tune. 
Right. Uh, I needed that. Yes, and you re-recorded them, and you became much happier with them. Oh yeah. And my next point is about taking feedback with a good attitude, mm. which uh, which you did. Like, because we, yeah. we're friends, we respect each other, but we're not uh, holding back uh, feedback from each other. And that's no, a, a great, no, that's <laughs> a great place to arrive at. Because yeah. uh, what, what's easy to do is when people give you feedback, you, you're trying to defend yourself, uh, yeah. especially when you're new and you, you don't really know how to deal with these things. All the time. But then you, you need to learn to, to accept it and just, okay. Maybe I can get better at this uh, and then uh, work on it. And you're going to be way happier with the result in the end. Yeah. And realize that people who, many people who give you feedback, I won't say everyone, some are just plain haters, but a lot of people's <laughs> feedback is really valuable. Like oh, yeah. what, what was, was it Bill Gates or something, someone? Now I'm going to try quoting people again. That that's usually that's goes dangerous. south on this podcast. But anyway... <laughs> I think Bill Gates said that your most valuable customers are the complainers because they yeah. tell you how, how to improve. So even complainers have value. But I want to yeah. say that when you, when you want to receive feedback, uh, you should look at who you're taking feedback from and who you're ignoring. If there are people who are really good, that you respect, that, uh, especially if you know that they, they care for you, they want to see you grow, then you take the feedback. If there are people who, you know, you don't really share the musical taste with them. Uh, maybe there are people that have no knowledge in music and uh, just don't like your style. You got to sort those things out a little bit and see which feedback is valuable. Look at some people and, and see, are they where I want to be? That's the people you want to you wanna actually pursue them and try to get feedback from them. Because right. uh, then you're going to end up where they are at right now. Yeah. So, so, so sort your people. That's good. That, that's not traditionally a, a good thing to do. But hey, in this case, we're going to sort the people. Yeah. <laughs> sort your people. Well, that, that has gotten a lot of people in trouble. <laughs> Notorious world, uh, yeah. world dictators. <laughs> yeah. That's not really what I meant, but uh, no, but I get it. There's good, there's good wisdom. But there. but what what I'm really trying to say here is be a notorious dictator. That's a good mentality to have yeah. when you're doing this thing. Yeah, on the road to realizing that you suck uh, and improving from there. So here's my list: learn to take feedback with a cool head. Yeah. Don't defend yourself, but don't listen to everyone either. Not everyone is going to like your style. The most valuable feedback is from people who are further ahead in doing exactly what you want to do. Whenever I met you, Benjamin, I thought I liked receiving feedback, but there's very, very few people who I would like really let in to give me feedback that I would change my mind about anything. Yeah. But then we started working together and you just started calling out all this stuff. And I was like, dang, I never really felt offended because I knew you. Yeah. But... It really challenged me to to be like, dang, all right, here's this thing. I'm at a wall. Yeah. Now, what am I gonna do? It really, it really motivates you to to get to the next level. Yeah. It's super good. You need that feedback. Mm-hmm. Always, because yourself, you're not you're not gonna be the best judge of your own. You're so biased to whatever you make. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's the hard thing. And you should be a little bit. Of course, you must. There's a there's a be. it's a balance, the whole thing. Did you watch the movie about um, Queen? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. When they made that whole thing. Oh, see you, yeah. silhouette. Right. When they made that thing, it was the craziest thing ever, you know? And, Crazy. It, and it is. So many tries. It, yeah. But it's like weird. Yeah, you, I mean, weird. It was just right. weird. Like nobody. How do you get feedback on that? Yeah. Like they, they <laughs> just did it. And, yeah. and in the movie, I don't know if this is true, but in the movie, the, the one guy rejected them because they wanted yeah. to put out this album. And I believe in some of that too. You should hold on to your. Uh, what you want to say because every exactly otherwise everything's just going to sound the same own it own your own thing uh, don't do your own thing half-hearted that's the worst place to be yeah somewhere <laughs> half in vision somewhere half in between uh trying to conform to the standards and trying yeah. to live out your vision otherwise yeah. you, you you go flesh out your idea fully before you reject yeah. it your half complete messy vision that the world doesn't completely understand yet if it's only half complete you're only you're only owning it halfway it's never gonna come anywhere substantial and once again you're making a real good segue for me because i wanted to say something i'm the master of segues benjamin i love to ride those things wait a second here comes a burp segue into your burp i don't know if we're gonna cut that one or not (laughs) one time I burped into the microphone playing live on stage. I remember. <laughs> yes. Anyway, what were you saying again? What was the great segue? <laughs> I honestly don't remember what yeah, happened five years ago. You're going to bring your vision to full completion. But yeah. sometimes you meet a wall and you feel like, I just can't do this. Right. Uh, All the time. <laughs> here's my tip. Realize that collaboration is the best thing in the entire world so what i have decided to do is i found a drummer on instagram connected with him he does sessions uh, for a pretty decent price and then when i finish everything i can do i do my own bass and uh, not always i have i know a great bassist called emmanuel and he did uh, uh, my first reflections uh, refractions song yeah and um but otherwise, I do my own bass, my own guitar, my own vocals. Uh, my wife does the synth sometimes. Otherwise, I do very simple synth if, if that's all that's needed. But then for yeah. the drums, uh, I, I hire this guy because then I know the result will be really good. It, it's, it's affordable. He has a cool style. And, and I know that my product will be way, way better just by outsourcing that. And now I'm actually going to do... I mentioned my, my friend uh, Greg from Canada, who mm-hmm. finished our EP a long time ago. Uh, I contacted him again now. for uh, oh. So my next song, he's probably going to go over it and uh, finish up the mixing and mastering of my that's song. Cool. Uh, and and that's also quite affordable. And and it makes the final product so much so so much better. Yeah. So knowing your weaknesses, uh, what I said about just know your four chords well. You know, if you can just play guitar and sing, just do that and ask other people to to come and, uh, and just drop a guitar line here and there, a little bass line. You know, yeah. people are interested in collabing. 
100%. And if you ha- have a little budget to put down into it as well, then people are... It could uh, be worth it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of times where you're not going to just pull a Bon Iver and go into a cabin and write, produce, and, and mix an entire album by yourself, and no. it's going to be a masterpiece. No. Obviously, that is possible. Yeah. And it is something he, you should strive for. But he did that on the, for Emma. The, yeah. But then he uh, his next album is the full of collabs. Yeah. Like he has of like course, horn sections and everything. So he so he also realized that you shouldn't do it alone. <laughs> no. It, it never seems but but he, for, Emma is, for Emma is also amazing oh, though. Yeah. But it's a different 100%. thing. I think it's so much better the the whole Bon Iver Bon Iver album. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorites. Oh yeah, um, well, this is super good stuff. Super good wisdom you had there. So I agree heavily. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up for today. Yeah, You'll probably listen to us ramble on for long enough. Yes, uh, I'm. We're gonna take one tip each. My tip for today is record yourself singing, rapping, playing guitar, dancing, whatever, and allow yourself to realize exactly where you're at and embrace that and then grow from there. That's good stuff. Well, Ethan has a tip and the Ethan tip is find someone who you respect, who's gotten farther in the area you want to grow in and allow them to critique you genuinely with, uh, without you defending yourself. Just kind of let that, that stuff roll off for you. Take what you will and grow from it. It's yeah. you really, really care about. Who cares about you? Awesome. Do it. Yeah. And as always, we want this thing to be a community, not just mm-hmm. us talking here. So we have a Facebook group. So facebook.com slash groups slash laydown sessionistas. And you have to apply to become a member and answer a few questions because we don't want people who aren't committed in that group. Boom. We don't want spam. We want it to be a community where we discuss these episodes, where you can maybe post a video of yourself doing something, get feedback from the community. It becomes whatever we make it to be. We or, don't want spam. We want jams. Yes. And we Boom. already have a bunch of great people in there. So you should Absolutely. join. Post questions. Yeah, it, post uh, it, suggestions for upcoming episode themes. Yeah. Post stuff you made too. We want to give each other feedback on it. We mm-hmm. love that stuff. And if you haven't already followed us on Instagram, our Instagram is at Laydown Sessions. You can see our weekly sessions there, comment on our stuff, uh, and a bunch of other fun little things. That yes. We and give us a review on iTunes. Some people yeah. say iTunes is dead. I'm still using it. But I'm iTunes also uh, I'm also closer to death than uh, the people that have said that iTunes is dead. <laughs> so maybe I'm, am I dying? Am I dying That's along with iTunes? Guy, <laughs> <laughs> iTunes is a metaphor for you. Anyway, reviews on iTunes is so valuable for growing a podcast. Like uh, just technically a five-star review there pushes us so much higher up in uh, ratings and everything that makes people find us. So please give us a five-star review. If you have nothing to say, just write, awesome. Give us five stars. <laughs> Help us grow. Thank you. Or you, you. could write a five-page draft and make my day. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to listen to Benjamin and I ramble on for a little bit. It's been an honor, as always. Yeah. Thank you for listening and good night.
uh, or bye or night bye. <laughs> or good day. I don't know when you're listening to this. Good. All right. Be blessed. Be good. See. Be, just be good. <laughs> be good. Be good.